The events described here happened over forty years ago, yet many hold a baleful grip upon me still. At least half my years since living them have been spent in the quiet effort to forget, but at last, under pressure of repeated suggestion from my friends and relatives to write about them, I began the effort some fifteen years ago to put into words an account of even those events that live deepest in the heart of that darkness. Many of these experiences sensitize me enormously to what it means to be a person, yet it has taken this delayed process of summoning them from the dungeons of the irreparable to awaken parts of the message. The full curriculum has lain suppressed for years, hidden beneath discomforting images. Just as I believe that a fifty-year moratorium should be placed upon naming buildings and parks after dead politicians until history has given us some perspective upon their achievements, so too some of the lessons of Vietnam, both personal and national, have benefited by their time in the shadows. In addition to the troubled dreams one might expect to find in the long shadow of such experience, my journey through the process of deliberate recollection has led me to discover with what surprising detail the archive of memory can summon the immediacy of extraordinary events, and with what tenacity long past experience ingrained with emotion can cling to one's values, hidden just behind the parade of daily events, even decades later. Much of it lives on in a state of suspended animation like a darkness standing always at the window, silent, quietly inquisitive. Often a memory will drift up entirely out of context, pause for a moment, showing the pale of its lazily beating fin, then sink back down without breaking the surface. Tiny signals in the form of sounds, smells, glimpses, or remarks overheard can summon a moment of recall. Sometimes the memories chill. At other times they serve to put some interim priority in perspective, sometimes even to my social or professional detriment. But they always inspire the thrill of gratitude that I am still here. The fingers of mortal fear are indeed long, and even its wandering stepchild, the ineffable charm of simply being alive, can assert an undue influence years later upon seemingly unrelated events, and upon certain choices that one may learn too late have been misunderstood or misjudged within the smug parlors of society, where walls are worn smooth by the consensual protocols of domesticity. Perhaps, now that they have been recorded, some of the memories revivified here are free at last to go. However, being thrust into an unrelenting Athanasian limbo of strain for so long has served to make constant vigilance a way of life, an appreciation of living itself a kind of religion, and instilled in me a lifelong awareness of my surroundings that has paid dividends in judgment and situation analysis ever since. It gave birth to my profound distrust of government a regrettable but commodious indifference to most people, an iron loyalty to those with whom I am cast emotionally, and perhaps most importantly, 
it has served to greatly reduce the number of things that I judge to be worthy of worry.